Imagine what is possible. I always talk about my mother because uh, she never understood. She thought that there was a writer, and then she thought, uh, and she, well, you are a politician, but what you say, I don't understand you. I vote you because you are my son. But uh, uh, um, she was one of these uh, devices where we have deployed uh, what we call uh, um, oh, uh, teleassistance. Is that yes. a word in English? Is teleassistance? Yes. Mm -hmm for the elderly, and she looked very, very nice. I mean, she was happy, and she's about her 70s, and I told her, you look very well, ma'am, and you look as if you were 60, and she was happy when I said that, which is true. Uh, and she said to me, you know, since I have this thing uh, hanging on my neck, she can, she pushes a button, and she's alone, and she's uh, got a problem. She has her, her social services at home with his, her history, and uh, she said, oh, since I have that button in here, I feel much better, I feel safer. I told her, yeah, that's, that's uh, good. But you know, mom, that's because of what's explained about technology. Mm -hmm. And she stared me and said, what? Yes, mom, technology. What is technology? She asked me. So in a way, technology was transparent for her. And I think that that's the main goal that we have achieved in our city, making people understand that quality of life is related to what you people, in this case Cisco and us, social uh, civic servants, can deliver to our citizenship, which is better services. And technology is going to make it, even though people don't recognize it. That's the main goal. That's what we have achieved. I would like to talk about are 1. Where did we come from? How did the universe come into being? Are we alone in the universe? Is there alien life out there? What is the future of the human race? Up until the 1920s, Everyone thought the universe was essentially static and unchanging in time. Then it was discovered that the universe was expanding. I'd like to talk today about a powerful and fundamental aspect of who we are, our voice. Each one of us has a unique voice print that reflects our age, our size, even our lifestyle and personality. In the words of the poet Longfellow, the human voice is the organ of the soul. As a speech scientist, I'm fascinated by how the voice is produced, and I have an idea. Hard is not relative. Hard is hard. Who can tell me that explaining to someone you just declared bankruptcy is harder than telling someone you just cheated on them? Who can tell me that his coming out story is harder than telling your five-year-olds you're getting a divorce. There is no harder, there is just hard. We need to stop ranking our heart against everyone else's heart to make us feel better or worse about our closets and just commiserate on the fact that we all have heart. Imagine what is possible. Hello and welcome to The Journey, your radio show, hosted by Neville D'Angelo, author of A Soundbite Life and Flight of the Fused Monkeys 
a PRG Emerging Technologies Forum keynote speaker and founder of Rio Sports. I am Joseph Ellison. Enjoy! In the U.S. alone, there are 2.5 million Americans who are unable to speak, and many of whom use computerized devices to communicate. Now, that's millions of people worldwide who are using generic voices, including Professor Hawking, who uses an American-accented voice. This lack of individuation of the synthetic voice really hit home when I was at an assistive technology conference a few years ago. And I recall walking into an exhibit hall and seeing a little girl and a grown man having a conversation using their devices. Different devices, but the same voice. And I looked around and I saw this happening all around me. Literally hundreds of individuals using a handful of voices. Voices that didn't fit their bodies or their personalities. We wouldn't dream of fitting a little girl with the prosthetic limb of a grown man. So why then the same prosthetic voice? It really struck me, and I wanted to do something about this. Those words are like music to my ears. I wanted to do something about this. And she did. She created a solution. I wanted to do something about this. We'll come to that in a moment. Another beautiful set of her words also resonated well with me. My name is Neville. You are on the journey. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky questions. And we play a few games and track the remarkable characters of three classic books, A Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again, all of which can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I'm going to play you now a sample of someone who has, two people actually, who have severe speech disorder. I want you to take a listen to how they sound. They're saying the same utterance. You probably didn't understand what they said, but I hope that you heard their unique vocal identities. So what I wanted to do next is I wanted to find out how we could harness these residual vocal abilities and build a technology that could be customized for them, voices that could be customized for them. So I reached out to my collaborator, Tim Bunnell. Dr. Bunnell is an expert in speech synthesis. And what he's been doing is building personalized voices for people by putting together pre-recorded samples of their voice and reconstructing a voice for them. These are people who had lost their voice later in life. We didn't have the luxury of pre-recorded samples of speech for those born with speech disorder. But I thought there had to be a way to reverse engineer a voice from whatever little was left over. So we decided to do exactly that, just like this. Um, so now Samantha can say this. This voice is only for me. I can't wait to use my new voice with my friends. Thank you. 
I'll never forget the gentle smile that spread across her face when she heard that voice for the first time. I am thrilled and inspired by such moments. You know, there are many smart people doing very smart things in order to create solutions that take us forward. Her name is Rupal Patel. So where are we going with this? I did mention another set of her beautiful words that are still resonating with me. We'll come to that. But if you participated in our previous discussion on technology, Technology 101, and you followed the links we provided, you might remember this. We are upset with, with the quality of life of, of our people, and we have to cope with it. Yes. So we went through uh, several uh, issues, such as, for example, uh, smart water, and we are saving uh, $58 million on that. Uh, this $58 million dollars a year. Yeah, a year, you're right. Uh, we are uh, working very hard on uh, lighting, uh, and we are saving in a year a third of our invoice, which is around uh, $37 million. Uh, we have increased our venue in our parking management. We own, uh, let's say, we concession, but we own the parking slots in Barcelona, and we have increased in a year roughly uh, a third also of our uh, uh, revenues, mm -hmm. which is about uh, $50 million also, which is quite a lot for us. Uh, we are not a big city, but mm -hmm. we try to be very performant. But what's more important for us is uh, jobs, job creation. Mm -hmm. And in uh, six, seven uh, year time, we have generated 47,000 47, jobs related to smart cities right in the city of Barcelona, which is also a lot. The city of Barcelona, even though the metropolitan area is uh, 3.5 million, 4 mm -hmm. million people, the city, the exact city of Barcelona is only 1.7 million. Within that small city, we have generated 47,000 jobs in six years' time, which is, I think, quite a lot. We are good at that, I think. Yes, you are. Yeah. Imagine what is possible. We've only just begun, folks. Technology 102, how to pluck the parrot stuck in your throat. I don't know whether you'd prefer to pluck it and swallow it or pluck it out and toss it. Uh, the question is, can smart technology do this? From a consumer perspective, smart technology is functional. Smart technology moves us forward. It is an enriching experience. As we're seeing everywhere we search, smart technology adds jobs, it improves jobs, and it changes jobs. The two things we are tying together today are solutions and jobs. Let's see if we can do that. I did mention there are beautiful words from scientist Rupal Patel that are still resonating. I looked around and I saw this happening all around me, literally hundreds of individuals using a handful of voices, voices that didn't fit their bodies or their personalities. We wouldn't dream of fitting a little girl with the prosthetic limb of a grown man. So why then the same prosthetic voice? All around me, literally hundreds of individuals using a handful of voices 
voices that didn't fit their bodies or their personalities. Now, I'm not talking about persons whose vocal cords are physically injured. Nope. I'm talking about thousands of voices co-opted, taken over by others, used and abused by others, voices replaced by parrots. Parrots have taken them over. Now, that is quite fine if that's what a person wants. It is lovely at times to listen to in-tune choirs, all voices given up to the same song. But what if that's not what you want? You've got a parrot stuck in your throat. You have lost your voice. Can technology inspire us? Imagine what is possible. Thinking of the voice, the individual voice, it takes me back to those elementary days, fun elementary days, practicing engineering design. Now, this particular practice requires not only some functional understanding of engineering, math, and science. No, some creativity is required. A little understanding of how the brain functions will help a lot if you want to be successful. Trust me, making good guesses, if not having total knowledge of human behavior is extremely important if you truly want to be successful. And if you take my word for it, I was more than hmm, a little pretty good at it. There's a shameless pug for me, the bygone brainiac. Now, you probably are quite a lot more sophisticated than this, but as you are listening to my voice, or when you talk to the one you love or text them, probably the picture of your phone as a texting device might still feel like a modern tin can with a string attached to the tin can your lover is using to hear you. Okay, that's a picture that works. You're way more sophisticated than that. But let's try another picture. One that uses a cooking analogy. I'll tell you why. Okay, let me see if I could do this in one quick breath. You being able to hear my voice is much more like preparing a chop-chop dish than lifting a tin can to your ears. How about this? I talk, some technological chefs chop every word I say into teeny, 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 teeny bits until they look like a gazillion little teeny, 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 teeny bits, all of which can only look like one of two kinds. Yes, every bit that is chopped up can only look like one of two kinds, not three or four. Yep. Then they toss it together with similar chopped up sounds from, oh, say, a bunch of other talkative folks like me. Toss them all together. Throw them into the air. Yep. Just throw them into the air. Yep. Scatter to the birds, each of which, that's each bird, will fly with one of those little bits and they take whichever direction they want to go to. They travel wherever they want, but in the blink of an eye, all of those birdies have to right, arrive right where you are, right now. And somebody has to stitch all those right bits back together so you can hear this exactly as I am saying it to you right now. Yep, that's more like it than a tin can on a string. So tin can to you. 
wait a minute, I left something out. Because we don't have that many birdies, somebody tosses more than half of what I'm saying right now, yes, they toss away half of what I'm saying to you right now, uh, more than that. And over at your end, your smart little servers have to put together, with only the little bits they have, the recipe that I am giving to you right now. That's a lot more like it than a tin can to a tin can. Yep. So why am I telling you this? Two reasons. Solutions and jobs. When we come back again next time, we'll put those bits together. You are on the journey. The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. Now, you also heard today the CEO of Cisco, Mr. Chambers, and the Vice Mayor of Barcelona. And there was another voice, Ash Beckham. We encourage you to look at the links that we provide. You'll have much more detail from each of the guests on our show today. I'll be back with our technology guru. You know who that is. Joey Ellison. Don't forget, if you have the Stitcher app, we are on Stitcher as well. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>